Hello my dudes and welcome to the best things about pro wrestling this month, the show where we talk about some of the best things about wrestling this month. Whether it's a match, segment, character development, or anything between, this is just anything and everything pro wrestling that we celebrate in that particular month. I'm Omar, the same host that works a lot in the name of quote productivity, you know, you know the thing, exploitation. So yeah, um, the month of May, uh, it started off as not an eventful month, but then like as the news progressed obviously then a lot of things happened that month i mean especially um the negative stuff you know like naomi and the sasha Banks situation then we had the mjf situation going into double or nothing which thankfully he did show up but and speaking that promo he did was great but it happened the month of june so we're gonna stick to the month of june for that <laughs> um but yeah like i i on top of my head, I can't really think of like a memorable month, a memorable time that happened in the month of May other than those, unfortunately, two very, you could say negative situations. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't know. Uh, WrestleMania Backlash was kind of good. I don't know. But yeah. So I do have a guest. I do have two guests on. Uh, usually, uh, you... I mean, usually I have done like guests for like two, two, three months now, except the first episode. And I was going to pull a Jason Derulo and just write it solo. But because these two, these two individuals did request to be on the show, I said, why not? So it's going to be DJ8 and Sam from the Squared Circle podcast. And yeah, this is where we, this is where we talked. Oh my God, I can't even fucking talk today. Hit that five stars on Apple podcast though. Uh, So yeah, this is where we talked about some of the best things about pro wrestling that happened in the month of May. Let's do this. So I am joined by the two lovely dudes who I would argue has started this, the podcasting journey maybe a few months ago. I'm here with Sam and DJ of the Squared post podcast a squared post podcast which accidentally like i said like telling you guys a little bit earlier i accidentally said squared circle podcast but to be fair there's so many podcasts with like squared and wrestling on it i mean look at mine my website is play out wrestling post i mean whatever we all got things wrestling and i'm here with sam and dj it has uh how are you guys doing today i'm good thanks for having us on your show doing good yeah thank thanks for having us on this uh great honor for us i mean it's great too i mean i want to ask you this because since you guys have started this maybe a few months ago and you know since you've been watching i'm gonna assume you guys watched the fight falls and the wrestling inks not the rest yeah like the wrestling inks the wrestle talks of the world so you've been doing this for like maybe a few months i'm very curious on what is like the quick lesson you've learned throughout like your quote-unquote podcasting journey or like your journey like youtubing or whatever you want to call it i i think for me it's simply maybe like the process of it because mm. like you have guys like like sean or or joel pearl who have like great dudes by the way yeah and uh so so for me what i what i've learned especially from like joel pearl or jeremy lambert is that like Jer- jeremy especially like he has like ideas like when him and joseph were doing the distraction he he told me that he had like ideas for him and Joseph to hit and, mm. and like that that's really like for me my inspiration is is the distraction and 
in uh, Joe Pearl and Sean. DJ, how about yourself? What is the quick lesson you've learned from doing this YouTubing and podcasting stuff within like a few months span? Well, I agree with Sam that um, it's all about the process, but I think the biggest lesson I learned is to just um, be, not be yourself, but like have your own ideas because in the beginning, like Sam knows this, like we were talking we'd be like, hey, so this person did this, so this person did this. And we thought that would be cool. So we did that, but it wasn't yeah. really connecting. So eventually mm. we just decided to do a, kind of like our own thing. We decided yeah. to do what makes us happy. And like, yeah. I feel like that has made better content. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I've been, um, I've been doing, I mean, at least for my site, I've been doing this for like almost three and a half years. And I've learned a lot of huge lessons from them, especially from guys like Jeremy Lambert, guys like Joel Pearl, guys like Sean Rossap, especially, who's been very nice yeah. to me and have been giving me advice as well throughout my quote-unquote you know wrestling media journey even though i'm a freaking nobody but yeah i do think learning from these two are pretty accountable a pretty pretty acquaintance and it's pretty cool to see that you've taken inspiration from guys who are not only cool dudes who've had like also we've been doing this for quite some time ever that's a yeah. huge pedigree of like <clears throat> Uh, doing the podcasting and doing the reporting, especially Sean Rossap. I don't know if people know yeah. this. He's been doing this for a decade, like 2009, I believe he started this. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't like yeah. blow up to like maybe 2018, 2019. So around the time that I started my site. So, you know, who knows? Maybe we might be one of those dudes or maybe we might be, we might yeah. have uh, the three same viewers that we get every single week. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, so yeah. Um, so I want to ask you guys. So the month of May, when it comes to pro wrestling, how do you guys, how do you guys feel about that month? And why is it Naomi and Sasha Banks? I'm joking, by the way. <laughs> Honestly, that's not too far off for me. It's either that or like the the MJF uh, fan stuff. Because for me, I think you look at what's been going on with those two stories. And, and granted, I know some people are like comparing it and stuff, which they're to me they're completely different stories but have the same type of mentality yeah that is that is true though uh i mean the mjf promo was great but i don't count that as my month of may because uh, you know it happened like a few uh, days i was ago. talking about the fan fest stuff in in particular oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah that is true but like, mjf is on roll in the month of may especially that that segment that i will be talking about in my best things about wrestling that particular month. So DJ, how about you? What is, what is the month of me looking for pro wrestling and stuff like that? Yeah. Like I told you off air, like I was kind of this morning, like trying to remember all the stuff that happened in May and my mind came back, kept coming back to like Sasha and Naomi, because I feel like that out of ring inning, I feel like that's the predominant story of this month because obviously Sasha and Naomi are two of the most talented, Australia. in my opinion. Two of the most talented people. I mean, you should say you don't me. want you don't want the you know this. The yeah, you don't you. want the Sasha stands going at you. Yes, yes. They're two of the most talented people too. Being a WWE ring in probably the last decade, decade yeah, plus. It's true. So them walking out is a big deal, especially because we all know Naomi has like taken everything that they bring her and like smiled to it. So yeah. especially her walking out is a big deal. I remember, and, and also Sasha ahead, has a Sam. big what. I, what I was saying is that Sasha is a big star like worldwide now because now she has like the Mandalorian and mm. and all and all these like YouTube stuff like she went on GMM she went uh, she went on Hot Ones she did all all these like 
big YouTube shows along with the Mandalorian and and stuff like that. So she she is really building building the Sasha Banks brand, even though it's technically still under Mercedes Renato. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. I mean, Sasha Banks has done a lot of huge things in the span of like many, many years, ever since she's been in the main world, or even the days of her in NXT, whether it's the Mandalorian and like you said, hot ones, but she doesn't feel like the star that she is is right now, especially the way they market her, because I feel like WWE, especially for the past, like ever since Cena is gone, I feel like WWE has become the brand instead of like the marquee face of the like Roman Reigns. Like Roman Reigns is the face, but he's not really the face. The the face of the company is WWE. They were trying to promote the brand, the company, yeah. the company rather than one particular entity. So yeah, I do agree with both of y'all. Y'all are spitting facts right now. So yeah, uh, I want to ask you, uh, Sam. First of all, what is like? What is the one best things? One what, what is the one best thing about progressing that month of May? For the month of May, I would say I guess maybe double or nothing technically counts. Yeah, it does. Count. So, so I would say either that or or don't Duntaku probably. Yeah, DJ, uh, what do you think about what is your highlight for the best thing about pro wrestling in the month of May at least? I think double or nothing. Uh, um, I'm the impact guy, as anyone yeah. that watched the product knows. So, um, impact had a really good pay per view on the seventh. Understand? Yeah. So, I think that would be my pick too for the month of May. Yeah, that is true. So, I was about to write some honorable mentions, but like May was a pretty uneventful month in my opinion, especially yeah. compared to April. So, I'm just gonna leave that blank. But I do have one of the best things about pro wrestling this month, and this was a match that I found accidentally via Twitter. And that is the match on an episode of NWA Power of all things. It is Mickey James versus Natalia Markova in the main event of the, uh, of the May 21st episode of NWA Power. Now, obviously, you, with Mickey James and all, you're going to have a banger of a match. But I didn't even know what kind of a banger of a match this was. So I do think that this was the best women's match I've seen, at least like it, at least like at the end of the May, at, at least at the end of that month, at least. But yeah, it's pretty good. Since I'm going to assume you guys haven't seen that match, um, let me ask you this. Uh, what do you think about NWA Power? And why do you think it has really, really sucked over the past year and a half or so? Uh, for me, I'll, I'll just say right out, I think... It it's to me. I think it started from the point that they left YouTube. Once they left YouTube, I agree with that. I think 100%. That's where everything hit, like shit hit the fan. I I, I think uh, then they start leaning. They're starting leaning heavy more on we we were popular in the eighties. Hello, yeah. <laughs> kind of vibe. Yeah, DJ, what do you think about NWA Power, like NWA as an organization itself, like as of right now? Like, do you think, like, in my opinion, do you think it sucks or do you think it's like, ah, I disagree with y'all? I think it's kind of okay, I guess. 
I'm not down on it as much as everyone else, but mm. that's just because I have a friend that covers NWA, so I have to mm. at least pretend to pay attention to it. Yeah. Even though Zach will murder me for that. Um, but also, I just, studio wrestling has never been my thing. Like, mm. even when I'm watching old wrestling, like, I just stick to the matches and watch it on mute because, like, studio wrestling has been my thing. But I also agree with Sam that I don't think it was necessarily the move out of YouTube land to yeah. put on fight. I think it's what also happened around that time where you mm. had guys like Eddie Kingston and Ricky Starks True. and Zicky Dice, and they all left. And Thunder like, Rosa especially. Thunder Rosa, Rosa yes. was a big hit for them. Yes. True. And instead of like thinking of ways to recoup that, Billy Corgan said, let's put a tile on tires. <laughs> yeah. I, when, when you don't have Thunder Rosa and Ricky Starks, who do you have left? Fucking Tyrus. <laughs> yes, and and like I love Nick. Somebody Aldis, call so my mama to watch, to avoid me watching this this piece of shit show. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and I love Nick Aldis, so please don't come after me on Twitter. Okay, but that rain helps no one. Mm. Sure. Like uh, all due respect to Trevor Murdoch and Mike Knox, but no. Nah. Matt Cardona kind of helped bring the prestige back mm-hmm. because it's Matt Cardona and he's just gonna show off his buzz everywhere. There he goes. Yeah, like but, yeah. Even even at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, I think. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with y'all. Um, I liked NWA Power as an initial show just because you know we as wrestling fans for many years we've been talking about the quote the alternative. I mean, for years we had WWE and then we had TNA, but TNA was becoming WWE 2.0 with like signing X guys, X WWE guys, and even their storylines were WWE storylines to like, but at its worst, like they use their cliche, but like at its worst. Um, if you guys speaking of um, mag uh, NWA and you know that Magnus match with AJ Styles, that episode of T- TNA Impact where they had like too many guys trying to beat AJ's. I don't know what was, what, yeah. I think it was an, an Impact episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah I vaguely I remember, remember that too. Yeah, that, that was, one was of the... right when I started watching Impact, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Really? Wait. Oh my God, man. You should have been watching back in like the late 2000s. At the very yeah, first. I started watching 2009. So like I kind of got the good stuff and then it kind of went off hell, but I was like, yeah. eh, AJ's here. So yeah, I'll keep that, watching. Yeah. Uh, I started watching around 2010, 2011, like right right when Jeff came back to Impact. Yeah. That was really like when when Jeff Hardy came back to Impact plus that that was really like my introduction to like Jeff Jarrett and Sting and all these guys cuz uh, I'm a early 2000s WWE kid like that Me too. Same like, here. Like for the longest time from there from maybe I want to say 06 to to 2011 2010 like late 2000s early 2010s basically yeah it is when I is when I found impact and ring of honor in new japan all around that time because yeah. I was starting to watch youtubers and and they and they were talking about impact a lot 
Yeah, that is true. I mean, also like speaking of YouTube, the YouTube landscape of um, wrestling back in like the early 2010s was just a dude with a shitty microphone and a shitty webcam and just talking about why WWE sucks for like the millionth time, basically. So yeah, that was like- And every other video on their channel was was a video of them playing either Minecraft or WWE 13. Uh, That is true. I mean, what culture and uh, wrestling with regret kind of like up the stakes when it comes to professional wrestling content on YouTube. But anyways, uh, yeah. moving into from NWA power to somewhat of a powerful company in WW. That was the worst segue I've ever made in my life. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so WrestleMania backlash happened on on that on that particular month. And it was an OK show. But man, one of the things that I liked about that show, which is the second best thing about pro wrestling that month, which was the main event. It was the six-man tag team match between the the Bloodline, Drew McIntyre, and RK Bro. This match was had no business being this good. I'm telling you right now, this was like match of the year candidate even, in my honest opinion. It was just chaotic. It was a mess in the best ways possible. I, I'm going to... If I'm not mistaken, this was Roman Reigns' last match before he, quote-unquote, is going part-time. Or is he going part-time? Is he rolling? I don't know. So let me ask you, DJ, what do you think about the main event of that match? And what do you think about WrestleMania Backlash in and of itself? Do you do you like the pay-per-view? Do you not like the pay-per-view? Like, quick thoughts on it and the main event itself, if you've seen, if you've seen the match, of course. I'm going to be honest. It was my birthday that night, so I was not watching wrestling. Mm. Um, but I have seen the highlights. And that Andy Orton pot tag will live in my memory rent free. Mm. That crowd loves it. That crowd loved Randy. Yeah. And like I'm one of those people that kind of won, is waiting for him and Riddle to split. But man, they have good chemistry. That good chemistry in that match. And that Drew Roman exchange. Yeah, I'm a little is- surprised that the, the decision for the bloodline to win because I figured like, you know, the other three would win to set up a challenge, but like, yeah. I'm happy. I lo- I like the match from what I saw. Yeah. Uh, so Sam, what do you think about WrestleMania Backlash? If you've seen the show first of all, and and if so, what do you think about the main event? Uh, the main event was great. Yeah. Uh, I I thought, like, of course, like, we we all know how how good Randy is, and yeah, and like we we've seen how good Drew is, and we've seen. How good really all, all six of these guys are. But for me, I, I think it is up there for me as one of the match of the nights. But I think that the second Seth and Cody match, I think like yeah, that was top that. Because <clears throat> of course, like me being like the the ultimate like AEW guy and like <laughs> Like still loving Cody, even though everyone shit on him. I mean, come on, nobody shits on my my man Cody Rhodes, uh, white savior Cody Rhodes. Let, let's get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Cody. I again, I just watched the highlights. I didn't watch the actual thing, but yeah. Cody Seth had really good chemistry. Very good chemistry. I mean, have they've wrestled a little bit before, like back in 2013 during that feud with the Shield and. Yeah, gold does for the tactics. Yeah, yeah, they've had chemistry before. It's just that now it's it's now the difference. Like Seth Rollins is a much established star right now, and Cody Rhodes has been a established star as well, thanks to the Indies and AEW, of course. So yeah, like I mean, 
and Cody, it just came under. Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. No, I was going to say I came under the time because I think it happened on 31st. But that Cody Seth brawl was the only time I've been interested in Helena Cell in the match of Helena Cell. Because before that, I was like, end this feud. Because mm-hmm. they fought twice and Cody's won both times. But that brawl got me back in. Yeah. Yeah. The- yeah. How many matches does this show have? Like three, four, five? I don't know. I'm I'm too tired to even announced. Move. I think they have three. Yeah, but they'll yeah. probably have like maybe two more main card, and then they'll probably do two more pre-show. Yeah, that is true. I mean, honestly, because WWE yeah. pre-shows they usually have like they they'll have the friggin' stuff like the video packages and stuff and then they'll they'll have Kayla and them talk match- and then then they'll throw to to Cole and whoever yeah to call just, a pre-show yeah. match yeah i just touched up real quick this this card has six matches so far all on raw there's not a single smackdown match on this card damn no love for ricochet or the ic title damn <laughs> shit happened to me though uh so yeah uh, i mean We'll see what happens. I'm going to, uh, obviously, I might review it on my website. Please play out wrestlingpodcast.blogspot.com, aka I need a domain name. Please get me a domain name at some point. Why am I, I'm basically screaming at myself. Uh, so, yes. Um, yeah, I do agree with you guys. I do think WrestleMania Backlash as a whole was quite a decent pay-per-view. and But I do think the main event and the Cody and Seth match did carry the pay-per-view, even though it was like a three-minute, three-match pay-per-view, just like Hell in a Cell right now. So it is what it is. Yeah, uh, the final, the best thing about pro wrestling that happened in that month, the third and the final best thing about that happened is obviously, come on, I got to put an AEW segment or two, right? I mean, come on. And one of them is the yeah. dark, dark side of the ring spoof. The MJF oh, one. Yes. This was that, that was amazing. Oh was my great. god. I I sat I sat on my couch thinking like TSN flipped on to Dark Side already. I was like mm. that then once I, I once I saw it, I think I think it was Brawler or somebody. Yeah. I was like, no, this is an MJF spoof. I was yeah. like, oh this this is fantastic. Yeah, I, I I couldn't wait to hear what Sean and Alex were gonna say about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still confused because like I was like kind of paying attention, but like it was during the entrances, so I like kind of don't pay attention. I just like go get food and stuff while the entrances are going on, and then I just see Doc Savarin come on the screen, and I'm like, and then Chris Jericho was like, "Wait, is this for MDF?" And I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, I get what's happening now." I love how they went. They called back to their feud, like, a, like I, I, I love that. You know, they called back to their feud and during the narration. I thought that was pretty, pretty hilarious. I love the the Barry Horowitz uh, reference, the American Jewish wrestler. I thought that was pretty funny too. Yeah, the, that entire segment they gave. The best thing about this, um, about this segment, is that they gave this segment some some budget. They gave this segment. Yeah, they gave it a lot of time. They did. Not only budget, uh, not only the budget, but the time as well. It literally felt exactly like a dark side and ring spoof. Like it was just. Uh, They must have had the the dark side guys uh, on set with them. I don't know. They might have David Bix to do the research, I think. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. Uh, So, 
Yeah, I do think that was a great. So I want to ask you regarding uh, speaking of Dark Side and Ring and MJ. Of so I have this if to all my three viewers that do uh, to all my three viewers that might know this that may know this. I am for a while I was not the biggest fan of MJF as a character mainly because for a while I thought he was just really really one dimensional like he was just I'm an asshole because I'm an asshole kind of thing for many 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 years until maybe a few uh, during his feud with CM Punk where he kind of relayed his origin story about how he dealt with anti-semitism and how like that particular moment has defined who he is today and because of it, he just thinks everybody's a piece of shit because of his the bigotry that he dealt with as a kid. So it was like it was kind of like that Magneto moment. Uh, it was kind of yeah. like that villain kind of yeah. moment where like that one whole thing kind of changed who he is as a person. And I thought I was like, that was something that I actually needed from that character. And because of it, he slowly started growing on me. So I'm very curious on your thoughts on the character of MJF. Like, do you think he was always one dimensional? aka you know i'm just i'm just gonna pretend to be you know another heel from like the 1970s or something or do you think like he was always this good or um and i'm just you know an idiot or something <laughs> what do you guys think i mean i'll start with you sam uh i i think i think max is great i i, I was watching what he did in, M- in mlw I, I think he was he did great stuff over there and, and i i think i think his his character mindset really starting to kick off during that punk feud because of course as we know now he was punk was his hero as a kid so so i think him just doing that really like stepped up his career yeah that is uh that is true uh dj what do you think about what do you think about the mjf character and do you think do you and do you agree with me disagree with me so uh, I never really watched MLW back then, but mm. I, I like did know about MJF because I t- kind of paid attention to the Indies until yeah. um, he got to AEW. So, but yeah, I agree with you. I well, I knew everyone else loved him, but I was kind of just like, well, this is a thing yeah. until that CM Punk feud where like he got three dimensional and he like showed us how good he can actually be. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that is true. Oh, uh, yeah, that's it for the best things about progressing that month. I mean, May was like, like I said, not a very eventful month. The only thing that was kind of dominating that month was Naomi and Sasha's situation, and even going through through this month as well as the MJF and AEW situation. So yeah, it was just yeah. not a not a very eventful oh. month in my opinion. Uh, Real yeah. quick, yeah. Can I just give a quick shout out to um, Wheeler Yuda and Ace Austin and oh Alex yeah. And there's Gajin and Best of Super Juniors who showed out this month. Yeah. yeah. I mean, last month, but yeah. yeah since, since you're shouting out people, I'm going to give a big shout out to Paige Van Zandt because <laughs> she had uh, a decent showing for someone who's only been wrestling three months. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. I mean, I was about to include Jay Shell's uh, documentary, which I yes. actually, which I actually uh, did. Which I actually did a review on. You can check out playoutwrestlingpodcast.blogspot.com. I did. Please go watch that, people. It's amazing. It is good. 
I actually wrote a full review on it and and shout out to Jay Shell by the way. She literally yeah, treated big me, shout out to Jay Shell. She literally treated me like every other press credential. She literally gave me the press credentials. She could have easily said, "Ah, oh, you know, you're not you're not the fightful, you're not wrestling, so why should I give you the press credential and stuff?" But she not gave me the press credential and, and gave me the footage and stuff and the artwork to kind of re- make me review the show some. I mean the documentary rather. So shout out to her. She's doing great things. And if yeah, she continues, big shout out. I mean she's, she's gonna be a big star pretty yeah, she is. soon. She is she is she like is. she's already a mega star, but she's gonna be even more yeah. by, by the time she she's like 22, 23 there. When I when I was her age and that it wasn't that long, it was like five years, four or five years ago. I started writing on my on you remember the wrestling amino app that all the wrestling yeah. Uh, I, I used to write a lot of like, this is where like my writing, my wrestling media journey started was writing like predictions and reviews and think pieces. Whatever. I must have seen your name there because I used to go there often around that same time. Mm, maybe, maybe because I've, I've been, my articles have been featured on the, the home website a few times. So yeah, that could be it. Um, I didn't even know. I remember I got like 20 likes on one of my posts i was like yo i'm popping off bro i'm popping off uh so yeah that was that was a good time i eventually i did start my own site now and since 2018 i've been doing pretty well for myself and you know guys like jay shell who's clearly younger she's younger than me she's literally my sister's age and she's doing great things for herself like literally and just shout out to y'all man like not only i shout out to y'all obviously but Shout out to Jay Shells and all like, you know, people who wants to, you know, just make it big. You know what I mean? And even though I yeah. even though I started back in 2018, I did. I did like inter- I interviewed wrestlers and, you know, I've, I've been featured on Fightful and 411 Media. So like I've, I've been doing pretty decent for myself, even though then I'm I still I still make fun of myself. The fact that I have like three viewers a month, which eventually that joke will get really, really old in like three years or so. Once yeah. So it is what it is. So yeah, Sam, uh, thank you guys so much for being on my on my show. That was a, not only a great honor, especially DJ. You man, I remember you sent me that message where you're like, one of your writings, like one of my articles, inspired you to do to get better at like your writing for yeah. for your own blog. So I really appreciate that. Like stuff like this kind of motivates me and just makes me feel like you know what, I am doing something really really good, even though. I don't see it a lot of times because I do rally, I do, you know, step down on myself often. So like I really appreciate you, J- DJ and and Sam. We just met for the first time. So I don't know if you know of my content like that, but like I appreciate you being on this show. And guy, and all I can tell you is this as a guy who's been doing this content creation stuff for like three years, just keep at it. And and the one advice I'll give to both of you is just just network with people. I mean, you already you already know Joel Porrell and you know the you know Jeremy Lambert very well so like I'm pretty sure you're doing that pretty well but I highly recommend just you know network just talk to people you know don't don't be too spammy but like at the same time just talk to people just network with them because you never know that person might say hey do you want to be on my wrestling ink stream one day that could happen uh so just do that and you know you guys will will get there I I I do 1000% believe in that so yeah so thank you yeah. for having us on. Yeah, thank you yeah. for having us yeah. on. Yeah, super thanks. Like th- this is our first time coming on as guests. We we you 
we usually are, are the hosts. So. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Oh, yeah. So, of course, you got to plug your uh, the, the podcast, youtube.com slash square a squared post podcast, or is it squared post? Yeah. Squared it, post. It's squared post. Yeah. I'm going to put it in the description. Don't worry. Uh, so, yeah. What do you, where do you get, where, where can the folks, the fine folks, all my three fine folks, again, that joke will get really old in like a few years. Uh, get it a few years, three years. I don't know. Where do you, where, where will the fine folks find you guys? Is it? I know it's DJ. Uh, anyways, you guys plug plug your stuff, people. <laughs> Let, let's do our outro. Dan, tell them where where they can find you. I'm a DJ Wrestling fan. One day I will show in that Twitter username, but until then, it's DJ Wrestling fan on Twitter. You you can find me at Stand Up Wrestle. You can find the podcast at Square Post Pod. Is it available on all major podcast platforms, or is it just on? We YouTube? tried. <laughs> Yeah, we're working can, on that still. Yeah, uh, we're we're uh, still trying to figure out how to use Spotify and all this stuff. We'll 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 get it eventually, but for now, it's just on on YouTube. I'll send you some links on how to like you know host and tr- distribute your podcast. Just just DM me and let, I'll, I'll let you guys hook you up from there. Oh yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Homer the Player Guy. Find me on uh, even though why should I even plug my Facebook? It's like really really dead. Even though I grew like a hundred followers this past uh, in in like a few years, but whatever, it's at Playout Wrestling Podcast uh, on, and my blog uh, at at uh, PlayoutWrestlingPodcast.blogspot.com. And if you guys really really enjoyed this, which I highly doubt, make sure you hit the five stars not only on Apple Podcasts but also on Spotify because Spotify has one too. So you guys just hit that five stars. If if Dave Meltzer did it for what was that double or nothing match that he gave. I, I, I just it, saw it. It was, it was the, the punk match, I think. Anarchy and Tarina. Oh, yeah. The, it was the antenna. Yeah, yeah. If if Dave Meltzer could do that for like the past 35 years, 35, 40 years, I mean, you guys could do it, dude. Just hit that five stars. I'm pretty <laughs> pretty sure he could uh, appreciate it. Until then, uh, stay safe, smart, and uh, we out.